praise the Lord, saints of God, and praise the Lord once again. We just thank God for another time and another opportunity to come before you. This is PB's Corner, and I am Pastor Ricky Bennett, pastor of the New Covenant International Fellowship Ministries, where we are an extraordinary ministry for an extraordinary people. And once again, we do come to give God glory. That's do his name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Not going to prolong the time too much. Amen. Praise the Lord, because we want to get forth into this, into this teaching. We're going to do some podcasts, some series, bless God, on the works of the flesh. We're going to talk about the works of the flesh. Amen. Because you need to know what's going on on the inside of you. You need to know whether or not that you're operating in any of these works of the flesh. You need to know if any of these things are being manifested in your life. Why? Because once you know, then you can deal with these things and move forth in the things and the destiny that God has called for you. Because Satan wants to work on your flesh to keep you in bondage. Bless God. But Jesus has freed us and he's allowed us to walk in the spirit because when you walk in the spirit, there's no bondage. Praise the Lord. I'm excited about this message. Y'all know what time it is. It is time for you to get your Bibles and let's go. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Saints of God. Now, listen, if you can, please, ma'am, please, sir, please hit the likes, hit the shares. Amen. Praise the Lord on this. Because this is a message, amen, praise the Lord, that's being released to the body because as, we, as we've been preaching, amen, in our services, God is coming for his gifts. He is coming for his gifts. The thing that God has placed on the inside of you, God is coming for his gifts. But Satan wants to use, bless God, out of our idiosyncrasies, our shortcomings, the things, amen, praise the Lord, that keeps us in bondage, our flesh. He wants us, amen, to succumb to our flesh. He uses influences so that we can operate in the flesh so we don't walk in the spirit like God has called us to walk in the spirit. But Satan is a liar. Praise the Lord. He's a liar and the truth ain't in him. He wants you, bless God, to think that you can't get above the things that happen or the things that you fight with, situations and circumstances that you fight with. He wants you to believe, bless God, that you're not going to be successful. He wants you to believe, bless God, that you can't do the things of God. But Satan is a liar. We're going to talk about the works of the flesh. Praise the Lord. This is a series that's going to be broken up into parts. And we're going to have a lot of content, so it's going to be a lot of writing and a lot of reading because I want y'all to see how, bless God, the works of the flesh, I want you to see how it's intertwined with the law. I want you to see, bless God, how Satan uses, bless God, the flesh, amen, praise the Lord, to cause you to sin and keep you in bondage to try to separate you from God. Satan does not want you walking with God. He does not want you walking close with God. He does not want you interacting with God. He does not want you to have a relationship with God. He does not want you to know God. Satan wants to keep you separated from God. And what thing separates you from God? Sin. Sin. And there lies the problem because the works of the flesh operates in sin. 
So Satan does not want you to, he doesn't, he, Satan doesn't care how much money you got, the prestige you got, none of that. The only thing that he wants you to be is separated from the presence of your father. What does that? Sin. Where does it lie? In the flesh. So we're going to be talking about the works of the flesh, the podcast that we're dealing with now going forth for the next few weeks. We're going to be talking about the works of the flesh. We're going to systematically break them down. We're going to talk about each and every one of them. But in this podcast that we're talking about, these podcasts that's coming up, the initial podcast, we're going to be talking about the works of the flesh. And, and what we're going to be talking about is the origin of the flesh, the origin of of the flesh. Where did the flesh come from? Where did it stem from? What was, where did it come from? What, where did it initialize? Because it had to have a beginning. That's what we're going to be talking about. Where did the flesh come from? Amen. Our foundation scripture is going to be found in Galatians chapter number five, verses 16 through 21. Galatians chapter number five. Verses 16 through 21. This is where we're going to go. I'm bringing this up. Praise the Lord. I'm gonna let, we're going to read it together. We're going to do some reading. We're going to be talking about the reading. We got to find out what's the origin. Where does it come from? Where does the flesh stem from? Let's look at what the scripture says. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Galatians chapter number five, verse 16. Let's look and see what the Bible says. Galatians chapter number five, verse 16 says, watch this now. It says, and this I say, this is the apostle Paul talking to the church at Galatia. He said, and this I say then, walk where? In the spirit. First thing you got to understand, walk in the spirit. And when you walk in the spirit, ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Fulfillment. What is that? You won't partake of it. You won't receive it. You won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Well, why is you saying that, Pastor Ben? Well, let's read what the Word of God says. The Bible says, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. They're going at each other. The flesh and the spirit constantly is going at each other. Constantly. And in your life, that's a constant daily battle. Every day you get up, and every day you wake up, you wake up into a warfare. What warfare are you talking about, Pastor Bennett? You wake up into a warfare that's between the, the, the flesh and the spirit. What are you saying? The flesh wants you to operate in the appetites of the flesh and the works of the flesh. So when you get up in the morning, that's what it wants you to do. That's the reason why when you get up in the morning, that's why the Bible says that we, that's when we, we should get up and meditate on the word of God day and night. Psalms 1. Meditate. That means that when you wake up in the morning, your mind should first, before it's on your job, before it's on your wife, your children, before it's on anything, when you wake up in the morning, your mind should be already gravitating toward the things of God. 
First thing that you need to say when you get up in the morning, Lord, I thank you. Praise you, Lord, for giving me another day. This is before your feet hit the floor. When your eyes open and when you open up your eyes and you are in your right mind, that's a reason to give God praise because some folks may have woke, waken, uh, woke up in the morning and they don't have their right mind. Some folks don't even wake up. So you have the privilege to serve God again one more day. You should be getting up. Thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you for waking me up today. This is the this is walking in the spirit. Lord, thank you for another day. Not, oh Lord, I gotta go to I got to go to this job. Not, oh Lord, let me see what I can get done. Not, oh Lord, turn over and let me see, can I do this, that, that, and the other operating in your flesh? No. When you wake up in the morning, thank you, Lord, for another day before your feet even hit the floor. Why? Because it's a war going on. And the thing is, is that you have to, bless God, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You have to, you have to allow yourself to get up in the morning and think about and be prepared to walk in the things of the spirit. You got to get up every morning putting on the whole armor of God. This, these things that you have to do by action. You have to do this. Nobody should force you to do nothing. You should be doing this simply because you love God. So the Apostle Paul says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that ye would. They're contrary. So what you should be doing, if you could, if you succumb to the flesh, if you walk, if you fulfill the lust of the flesh, you can't do the things of the spirit. So he said, but if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the what? The law. We're going to be talking about this, talking about the law. Because I want y'all to understand how the law works. And how Satan uses the law against us. Now, Pastor Bennett, are you saying the law is sin and the laws of the devil? Wrong answer. Because the law, bless God, are the morals or the pretenses of God. So no, they're not. But Satan manipulates. He uses the law because of our flesh to manipulate us into breaking the law, which is sin, which is separation from God. So in order for you to, uh, to understand the, the works of the flesh, the first thing you got to understand is what's the origin of the, where did the flesh come from? This is what we're talking about now. Where? Where did the flesh come from? Let's look at the word. Now, the Bible said, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. That, that word manifest we're going to deal with, bless God, because I don't want to get ahead of myself. But the but but if you look at the what the man of God says, he said, and the works of the flesh are the works of the flesh are manifest, meaning that now these things manifest. That means at one particular time that wasn't seen, but now they're manifested. Hmm. The works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, 
emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. I'm going to say that thing uh, once again. He said, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Satan does not want you to inherit the things of God. That is not his way. Satan does not want you to inherit the, king, the, 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 the kingdom of God. Nope. He wants you to miss it. He wants you to miss it. Yes, he does. He wants you to miss it. He wants you, amen, to be in the same shape and condition that he's in. He does not want you, bless God, amen, to partake of the kingdom. And what does he do? He manipulates the flesh. He manipulates, he sends, bless God, he sends, amen, suggestions to you to cause you to make a decision to walk in the flesh, to sin against God so that you miss the kingdom of heaven. Because he knows, bless God, that if you do such things, you ain't going to inherit the kingdom of God. It's very subtle, saints of God, because we have to understand that Satan operates in subtlety. Satan is very, very clever. Satan does not do things outright. He's very clever in his operations. He's very clever in the things that he does. He's very clever in how he tries to bring you into subjection. He's very clever. There's no, Satan knows how to manipulate and use, bless God, your flesh the, 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 and bring suggestions to your flesh that you make the decision to operate, bless God, in the works of the flesh so that it separates you from God. He doesn't come, bless God, all the way in like, he doesn't come, uh-uh, he does it subtly. Little small things, little small suggestions that he sends. Little small things, little small images, small things, something that you may come across on your Facebook feed or your Instagram feed or whatever the social media, something you may see out in public. He takes those things and he could, because you got to understand something. You got to understand, and God, I'm getting ahead of myself. You got to understand if Satan knows your flesh inside and out. As a matter of fact, let me put it down to you this way. Satan knows your flesh better than you do. Satan knows your flesh better. Satan knows what moves you and what doesn't. Satan knows what grabs or piques your interest and what doesn't. Satan knows what will cause you to, to, to amen, sin or operate in the works of the flesh and what doesn't. So he's not going to send something or any kind of suggestion to you that is not in line with what is good, that what will be, amen, a legitimate work of the flesh or a legitimate temptation to you. Don't get it twisted. Satan doesn't waste any time, none, because he doesn't have time to waste, saints of God. So everything that he comes at you with, 
He comes at you with bless God purposefully because he knows your flesh. Well, let's break down. What are the works of the flesh? Let's break them down. What is the word works? The word works come from the amen. In this particular case comes from the Greek word ergon. That means to toil as an effort or an occupation by implication and act deed, doing labor work, the result of or object of employment, labor, business, employment, something to be done. It also watch this. It also means flesh. It means of the flesh, carnal works, and works that demonstrate the resurgence of the old man. Works of the flesh. What are you saying, Pastor Bennett? Works of the flesh, that means that that's something that you are actively working for. You have employed your flesh, amen, to bring you self-gratification. But is it pleasing in God's eye? It works. And then the flesh. What does the flesh mean? Works of the flesh. Flesh. Sarkikos. Sarkikos. Fleshly. Pertaining to the flesh. Carnal. Sensual. With proneness to satisfy the desires of the flesh. The symbol of what is external. Or the means of kindred or by implication. Human nature. With this what? Frailties. Physically and morally. Physically or morally. And passions. Or specifically a human being as such carnally minded, fleshly. As implying sinfulness, proneness to sin, the carnal nature, the seat of carnal appetites and desires of sinful passions and affections, whether physical or moral. That means a lot. That means a lot. That means a lot. That's what the flesh means. Look at that again. It means pertaining to the flesh, carnal, sensual, with proneness to satisfy the desires of the flesh. Proneness to satisfy, proneness to satisfy the desires of the flesh. The what? Desires. How does desires come? They come through, bless God, they come through suggestion. Satan throws a thought. And instead of you, because instead of you, because instead of you casting down the imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, instead of you casting down the imagination, you entertain the thought. And in order for you to entertain the thought, that means you have to work on thinking about the thought. Satan doesn't want you to know that. Watch this. Carnal sensual were proneness to satisfy the desires of the flesh, the symbol of what is external, or, the, or, or as the means of kindred or by implication, your human nature, with its frailties physically and morally. Satan knows that we are, uh, Satan knows, bless God. He knows our physical and moral makeup. Satan's been watching your flesh since the time that you stepped on this earth. When you were born, when you, even the Bible said, David said, I was born in sin, shaping in iniquity from my mother's womb. What does that say? That Satan been, has been watching you since the time that you got here. And he has demonic spirits. 
familiar spirits that are assigned to you because he's a cheap carbon copy of God because he can't watch everything and everybody. He's not omniscient, not omnipotent. He's not like God. He's a cheap carbon, weak, powerless copy. That's why the Bible says he, he walks around as a roaring lion seeking. He's an opportunist. He's looking for an opportunity. It's powerless. But we, through the works of the flesh, empower him to put us in bondage. With frailties and moral and passions, or specifically as a human being, carnally minded. What do you mean by carnally minded, Pastor Ben? It's real simple. A carnal minded man is a man, bless God, that has one foot, bless God, in the spirit and one foot in the flesh. Just like the Laodicean church, hot and cold. Hot or cold. That's why the Bible says, I wish that thou may be as hot or cold. So the carnal man steps on both sides, walks down both sides. With God one minute, with the flesh the next. That's implying sinfulness, proneness to sin. In other words, that you're giving yourself an open opportunity to be prone to do things that's in the flesh. Proneness of sin. The carnal nature, the seed of carnal appetites and desires and of sinful passions and affections, whether physical or moral. Satan uses suggestions to cause you to make decisions to walk in the flesh. That's why it's a work. So let's understand, let's understand the flesh. Let's understand the flesh. Let's understand it. What's going on in the flesh? Because in order for you to in order for you to understand what walking in the spirit is, first you got to understand what the flesh is. Well, first of all, to understand the works of the flesh, you got to or, you got to understand the origin of the flesh and its association with the law. Mm. I'm gonna leave that there because I want you to see that. To understand the works of the flesh, you have to understand the origin of the flesh and its association to what? The law. The flesh has an association with the law. We have to understand that the effect of the law as it pertains to the flesh and how it's the enemy's greatest weapon. Whoa, what you saying? Wait a minute, Pastor Bennett. We have to understand the effect of the law as it pertains to, uh, to the flesh and how it's the enemy's greatest weapon. Why? Because the enemy uses the righteous requirements and stipulations that were demanded by the law as chains of bondage to those who won't relinquish the operations and movements of the flesh. That part, the enemy uses the righteous and righteous requirements and stipulations that were demanded by the law because the law is not sin. The law ain't. But what is sin? Sin is the transgression of the law. 
the transgression, the breaking of the law. How do you do it? You have to commit sin to transgress the law. So because of the righteous requirements that were demanded by the law, the enemy used it as change of bondage to those who won't relinquish the operations and the movements of the flesh. So if you walk it in the flesh, you in bondage. You're in bondage if you're walking in the flesh. Because what did the Bible says? If you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And it also says, if you be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. I can't change that. That's God. That's the righteous requirement of the law. We can't change God. We can't change the way that the law was written. Those were the requirements because, oh my God, I'm getting ahead of myself. You got to understand how Satan uses the law. It is his greatest weapon. That's the reason why he is constantly coming at us so that we can sin, so that we can transgress the law, so that we can be in broken fellowship with God. And he does it subtly. He, he does it subtly. He uses our flesh subtly against us. Watch this. I want y'all to see this and hear this. The enemy knows the operations and movements of the flesh. I want you to hear me. Listen to me well. The enemy, the enemy knows the operations and movements of the flesh and he knows how to manipulate its works to bring separation between you and God by you working sin in the flesh. That's how, that's how he does it. He knows the operations. He knows the movements of the flesh. He knows how to manipulate its works to bring separation between you and God by you working sin in the flesh. Not him because Satan has no power. None. Satan has been stripped of all his power. He's been stripped. The only reason why he is the God of this world is because what transpired in the garden. Otherwise than that, Satan has no power. He has no power over your life. No authority over your life. He has no power over your children. No power over your wife or your husband. No power over your job. No power over your house. No power over anything that you have. He has no power. And the only reason why he has any power is we have to delegate it to him. By what? Operating. Operating in the works of the flesh. Operating the works of the flesh. How? Because the law causes condemnation through the flesh because of sin. That not only to not only to bring you into bondage, but keep you from inheriting the kingdom of God.
He doesn't want to just keep you in bondage. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He wants a gulf between you and God, and that gulf is sin. He does not want you to walk in the spirit. He does not want you to operate in the spirit. He does not want you to operate in your inheritance. He wants you to miss heaven just like him. He wants you to miss being at peace with God just like him. He wants you in the pit. And the only way that you get into the pit is through the works of the flesh. Mm -mm. All week long. Satan has been fighting me all week long. Different things, different, different situations and circumstances. Why? Because he does not want light shone, to, to, the light of the glorious gospel to be shined upon this particular fact that your flesh, the only way that you can be in bondage to your flesh is you got to give Satan legal authority over you through the works of the flesh. He does not want you to know that. He does not want you to know. He wants to keep sending you suggestions. He wants to keep sending you, bless God, ideas. He wants to keep, bless God, sending things of the flesh into your eyes, into your spirit. He wants you to get up thinking about the flesh in the morning. He wants you, bless God, getting up thinking about the things of the world. That's what he wants. Because if you do these things, he understands that you can't inherit the kingdom. And here go the apostle Paul saying, walk in the spirit. And if you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you walk in the spirit and be led by the spirit, you're not under the law. I'm not through. I got plenty. We just getting started. We're just getting started. I got to give you the origins of the flesh. Because if you don't get the origin of the flesh, then you won't understand how it operates in your life. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I give you praise. I give you thanks for the things that you are doing. Lord, I ask that you move by your mighty spirit and power. I bind every demonic spirit. Every evil principality and power that's loosed on assignment against your children right now. That's trying to cause them to walk in the flesh so they do not bless God so that they will not inherit the kingdom of God. Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for blessing us with Jesus, Lord God, because of with Jesus, because of his precious blood and his sacrifice on the cross, we can walk in the spirit and we will not be led by the flesh and we won't miss the kingdom. We won't, Lord God, give power and authority over Satan, over our life to rule us and to keep us into bondage because of the things of the flesh. I thank you, Father, that you've given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank God. Amen. Glory to God. Give God praise right now. Listen, I told y'all I'm not through. I'm not through. Oh God, no, I'm not through. We got a whole lot to go. We got a whole lot to go. 
We're going to get into the origins. We're going to get deeper. We're going to go back to the garden. We're going to find out what transpired in the garden because you got to understand what happened in the garden because what happened in the garden changed the face of everything that we see. It's the reason why things are happening. You got to understand what happened in the garden because in the garden is where the, the origins of the flesh first came to pass. I love y'all. I want y'all to look in the mirror and tell yourself you look a whole lot better than you are right now. Why? Because you're an extraordinary person that serves an extraordinary God. Until next week, God bless you. Peace. Peace.